2: Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs.
0: Giving you the picture, the real big St. Louis sports picture.
2: It's BK and Ferrario, live from the Car Shield Studio on 101 ESPN.
0: Alex Ferrario I'm Brandon Kylie. it's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN coming up at 2 o'clock we will go live to the Alex Steen press conference as he announced last week his retirement from the NHL he will speak on that coming up at 2 o'clock you'll hear it live right here on 101 ESPN but right now Squad to the Brown and Creupin Celebrity Line thrilled to be joined by hockey hall of famer, former Blues captain in the 98 or 88 89 season. He is Bernie Federko joining us here on the show. Bernie, we always appreciate the time. How are you doing today?
1: Uh, I'm doing fine, thanks, gentlemen. Uh,
0: thrilled to have you. So, let's start with Alex Steen if we could. When you think Alex Steen, what is what is the memory? What is the lasting um Photo- uh, photograph, the uh, what flashes in your mind of how you will remember Alex Steen's career here in St. Louis?
1: Well, I think just his consistency at both ends of the, of the ice. I mean, Alexander Steen came over uh, from Toronto. I think one of the great steals, I think, that uh, Larry Flo was able to do uh, uh, to make a deal like that, to get uh, a quality player like that, a guy that uh, uh, obviously has known the game. His dad played the game for a long time in Winnipeg, and I think he learned very well from his dad how to play this game. And I think uh, if you look at consistency from uh, one player over the course of his entire career with the blues, I mean that no matter whether he was killing penalties on the power play, whatever he was asked to do, I think that uh, he was the ultimate uh, professional. And I think that's the way I always look at, at the way he played the game. And uh, I think uh, obviously um, you know, we all have the memories of him winning the Stanley Cup and getting to hold that Stanley Cup, something that he very much deserved. I mean, ended up, you know, moving down the line up to a, a fourth line that really was very, very valuable. Um, you know, playing with Sundquist and Barbershev, uh, that was a very, very valuable line. Uh, you know, a big reason that the Blues won the Stanley Cup. So I, I will always look at him. I mean, he was an ultimate uh, ultimate professional. Uh, that's what Alex Satterstein to me is.
2: Bernie, how tough is it for what Alexander Steen's going through right now? Because by no means did he want to call it a career, but unfortunately injuries kind of forced him into it, and every athlete wants to go out on their own terms. But something like this, that's not an easy thing to cope with, is it?
1: No, it's not. I mean, uh, but I think that, uh, you know, you have to be a realist as well. I mean, uh, he's had some trouble, obviously, with the back, Uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's never fun to, to have injuries, but I think the game of hockey, especially because of all the, you know, physicalness of the game, you're going to get aches and bruises. and You're going to get things that happen to you during your career that uh, sometimes you can fight through them and, and, and win the battle. But other times you just kind of just got to go and say, Hey, I can't do it anymore. And I think that he's in that situation. He's had a great career. Uh, it's tough. It's always tough to, to hang them up because you love to play the game. I mean, uh <laughs> I think we all feel very fortunate those that have been able to play the game for for a living is that when you 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 know you've you've grown up as a kid playing a game and all of a sudden you're getting paid for it and you're you're making money you know doing the thing that you love and uh, you don't ever want it to end but uh, at some point uh, in time you have to understand that you you, you can't continue on and, uh, you know things change and uh, new people come in and and you know it's it's a little tough to 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 have to have to say When your time comes, but I think that everybody deep down knows when it's, it's that time. And I think that for Alex, uh, he knows that this is the time. This is the best time for him to step away.
2: Bernie, you mentioned it, too, following up on that. You know, Steen played a lot like his dad, that old-school hockey style, Thomas Steen, of course. And Doug Armstrong talked about that Alexander can have any type of career in hockey post-playing that he wants. Uh, You've talked with Alexander so many different times, but this guy has such a hockey mindset, doesn't he, that makes you believe he could be working in a front office or working as a coach at some point down the road?
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, he has been very well schooled. You mentioned his dad. I mean, uh, you know, growing up with a dad that's playing in the National Hockey League, uh, obviously it helps you an awful lot. I mean, uh, they've talked an awful lot about hockey and uh, I think then you, just the way that you watch Alex play, the way he trains, uh, everything that, that he has done um, uh, with the game of hockey has, has been manipulated. I mean, he knows exactly what he's supposed to do. He knew what he has to do to come to training camp. He, he's one of those guys that, you know, was first at the locker room, uh, making sure that the young kids uh, watched what he did. So, I mean, uh, yes, I mean, he's uh, a natural leader. And, and if he, you know, wants to take that step, I'm sure that the Blues would, would, would certainly entertain it. But, I mean, that's up to uh, him right now. I mean, uh, you know, you step away from the game. Do you want to continue to stay a part of it or do you want to move on? And those, those are things that a lot of times it takes you a little bit of, of time after you uh, finally pack it and decide what you really, really want to do.
0: Hockey Hall of Famer Bernie Federico joining us here on 101 ESPN. Bernie, you mentioned the leadership void that they're going to have without Alex Steen being in that locker room uh, this upcoming season. Ryan O'Reilly expected to at least fill some of that as the new captain for the team. What do you think of the decision to go with Ryan O'Reilly as the new captain? And what in 2020, Bernie, what are the main roles for the captain of a hockey team nowadays?
1: Well, I don't think the role has ever changed. I mean, it's leadership. I mean, you lead by example, you say the right things when you need it to be said in the locker room. I mean, uh, every, every captain has a different role. I mean, uh, some are very, very vocal, others are not. So, uh, I mean, and I, I think that the, the one thing that um, you always look at, I mean, there's a lot of great leaders on this hockey club. Yes, Alexander Cena was one of them, but uh, you know what, Alex, Alex Trangelo was the captain of the team of a very good leader. And uh but I think that you know just because you have a, a letter on your jersey doesn't mean that that you're the only leader, and I think that um you know that ryan o'reilly is is obviously a great choice for captain uh he he uh, we all know his work ethic, we all know what he means to this hockey club uh we all know uh that he says things when he has to say things and and he does things when he has to do it by example on the ice and showing up for practice early all the little things that he does so uh, I think leadership is, is something that, that, uh, you know, you're really not born with you, 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 uh, uh, you learn your way from watching other players and, and, you know, Ryan's been around an awful long time. He's learned from an awful lot of great, great players. I'm sure that he's, he's played with guys that, uh, you know, when he first started guys that he, you know, has watched and, and obviously from talking and being so successful in the league, I mean, he's got a lot of friends that are really great players. So, I mean, I, I think that, uh, Uh, his role will be whatever he wants it to be, Uh, but he's, he's a leader. He's a natural leader. And I, and I really believe that, uh, um, you know, he will have his goals. He will have his moment when he wants to say something or uh, a lot of times he'll just lead by example. But uh, um, as I said, there's still going to be a lot of leaders on this hockey club, no matter who wears the letters and still, you still expect everybody uh, to to pull their load and everybody that even doesn't have a letter that has to be a leader at the right times as well.
2: Bernie, how how important is comfortability in a locker room when you take on this role as a captain? Because, you know, you go back and look at the Buffalo situation where Ryan O'Reilly was, not saying that he wasn't comfortable, but it was just a hard time to really get everyone on board with that organization. But from the moment O'Reilly stepped into the locker room here, people were drawn to him at practices. You know, he was always vocal with the media. He was outspoken when things weren't right. I would imagine when you're comfortable with a group of guys, it makes being a captain a lot easier, doesn't it?
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, you know, when you're new to a team, obviously it's a little more difficult. You're, you're you're still learning personalities. You're learning uh, systems. You're learning all kinds of different things, but I mean, Ryan's been around uh, with the blues a couple of years now. I mean, he's won a Stanley cup. He's been very much a leader. And uh, yes, we all see what he has to say, when he says it. he's very well-spoken. And I, and I think he's one of those guys that everybody wants to follow in behind. So uh, you know what? I, I don't, think that that he needs to change anything at all i mean one thing you don't want to do is put extra pressure on a person because uh, he's wearing the letter i mean sometimes that letter can get an awful awful uh, heavier than it's supposed to be but uh i think he's the ultimate pro he's been around he knows um what he has to do and and, and i mean i don't think anybody works any harder than, than i've ever seen a, a guy work as, as hard as the way he does so um he's a likable guy and, and i think he's got every trait to be a perfect captain for this hockey club
0: Last question that I had for you, Bernie. We were talking about it a little bit earlier today. They do have a little bit of that LTIR, long-term IR money now to be able to spend. And Doug Armstrong said last week he plans to spend that, whether it be now or uh, during the season closer to the trade deadline. The guy we've been talking so much about, of course, is Mike Hoffman, who's still out there on the open market Bernie, you, you've you watched a lot of this guy over his career. What kind of a player would he be adding to this Blues lineup if the Blues decided to go that route? And Mike Hoffman?
1: Well, you know what? I mean, obviously, he's a natural goal scorer. I mean, um, you know, Mike Hoffman, one of those guys that is, uh, no matter where he's played, he's always going to score goals. And I think you can always find room for a player like that on your hockey club. But, I mean, that's something that, uh, you know, obviously, Doug Armstrong is going to, evaluate this hockey club i mean uh, there is going to be some obviously changes you know with now you no know, Alex petrangelo you know crew comes in i think this puts more pressure on on the defense obviously, puts more pressure on a guy like Pareco i think it's going to be more pressure on scandela um, you know i think that uh, you know we're probably going to see uh, a lot of different things happen back from the blue line and uh, more pressure is going to be put on everybody there but i mean uh, you know again Alex Steen is gone now, so you know you've you've got some room. You got to start moving some some pieces around. So um, uh, Army's always been a, that kind of guy, that kind of general manager. He seems to know when to pull the trigger, and what to do at the right time. So I don't know if Mike Hoffman is is, is going to be the guy that he he wants to to bring in, but uh, you know certainly when you look at at. Uh, the 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 scoring on this hockey club you've got to score you've got to continue to get better and better you have got to be able to score you know more and more goals and especially when you go into the, I think into this Western Conference that the Blues are going to go and I think there's going to be a lot of offense involved as well so um, I'm not going to read Army's mm-hmm. mind but I, I certainly think that uh, uh, if there is a spot for a guy like Mike Hoffman I think that if the Blues can work him into the into the payroll into the what they need to do I'm, I'm sure that uh, Army would be very open to as he always says, to make this uh, a better hockey club than, than, it, than it is uh, from day to day.
0: Well, Bernie, we can't wait to watch you on the Blues broadcast once again soon. We are excited for this upcoming season. He's the Hockey Hall of Famer, former Blues captain, Bernie Federico, joining us here on 101 ES PN. Bernie, all the best to you and the family. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll talk with you again soon as we get closer and closer to this Blues season.
1: Sounds great, guys. Thanks. You guys have a Merry Christmas as well.
0: Absolutely. Same to you. That is Bernie Federko, Hockey Hall of Famer, joining us here on 101 ESPN. I can kind of feel it now, Ferrario, and I know if I can feel it, that means you can really feel it as somebody who's going to be back on the pre-post and intermissions for us here on the station. It's starting to feel like hockey season. Like the conversations are becoming more real. We're starting to put together in our heads the lineup combinations and everything. It's finally starting to feel like hockey's right around the corner. And we have, guess what, three weeks now before the puck officially drops for the regular season. It's pretty awesome, man. There's some plans that are there. The schedule, it sounds like, is close to coming out. Um, We know where the Blues are going to be playing in terms of the division. We got the news earlier today that probably not in front of fans. It's feeling real. There's a real sense of hockey is right around the corner now.
2: You know, there's been an extra pep in my step, BK, because I know that we are getting back to this. And look, uh, all of these start times that everyone has been uh, frustrated about, I get it, man. Like, it's not going to be fun. But look, coming from a guy who's going to have a newborn right about the time that the middle of the season is going to be hitting in and those 9 o'clock starts, I am so amped up for these. I'm going to have that extra, like, dad energy on these post-game shows at 1 in the morning and then BK and Ferrario the next day. It's going to be ridiculous, man.
0: And what was it? I think Jr. said it was like 16 games that are going to be truly Pacific
2: time. Yeah, and I think Kerbs and I did the math yesterday. Like, it's it's an extra five games in the season that you're going to have in those times. And Michael Russo reported it earlier. The NHL knows that that sucks for the fan base. So I wouldn't be surprised that rather than these 9 o'clock starts, you're going to see mountain times. You know, maybe it's going to be 8 o'clock, which doesn't mean that much. Or maybe they are going to give some of these 7 o'clock starts because – You don't have fans in the stands in the California on the West Coast. So you can do earlier starts and it not affect much. So I wouldn't be so fast to be upset about the nine o'clock starts. Yeah.
0: And even if it is, I mean, it, an extra couple here it's and hockey, there, man. and I bet you they put <laughs> as many of those as they can on the weekends for fans. I, I, We'll, yep. we'll get through it. We'll make it. At least oh, we've got man. something, you know, and it, it, yeah. it should be a pretty darn entertaining season. I can't wait to be able to see it. Hopefully they're able to get Mike Hoffman in the mix. That'd be a hell of an addition yep. this late into the off season with Alex Ferrario, who you will hear pre post and intermission host right here on one. 101 ESPN your home for the Blues. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Coming up next, 65780 is the Air Comfort Service Tax Line. Are we sure? Are we sure that the Steelers are even going to win their own division? Much less make it to the Super Bowl. We'll get into it coming up on 101 ESPN.
2: You've been listening to the BK and Ferrario podcast, powered by I Promise.